I am Chuck Landington welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Noah is away this week, but the guys have things under control. Sid is running the board. Rob has been practicing his scales all week. And Aaron is wearing short shorts. See? Nothing to worry about. Here's the show. Everything's just fine. I'm not wearing short shorts. I'm wearing very long. They're almost like John Cena pants. Capri pants? Ah, they're below my knee. John Cena pants. Well, Capri pants are below the knee. Is that is that right? Yeah. Okay. They're like like uh, pants, but like halfway on the calf. I thought they were just any pants that are around that area. You know, the knee was the delineation of that. No, I. uh, But I I just think that. uh, uh, Hard cut on that intro, Sid. (laughs) Don't call it out. I'll call it out. I thought you were the one that turns down the volume on the intro. (laughs) Okay, anyway, let's move on. It was not explained to me. We we made it. We're here. We're doing it. We're here without without our our life force. (laughs) Can we go with producer? Life force is a little grandiose, I feel like. You're right. Our life force, Noah, is... uh, (laughs) She's listening, so I'm sure she'll yeah. text to give me. No, our producer that. Noah, she yeah. she's out of town. Right away, there's a very good point in the chat. Is that you could in the chat? Yes, <laughs> you could. Uh, my cock, your breasts, ain't it fuck? You could get away with just saying that you're fucking with the board, to fuck yeah. with people, like just yeah. to fuck with the audience. Yeah, I because it's to you. Do that. Yeah, there you or go. we could just pretend like Noah's here. <laughs> And running the board, but she's so busy running the board that she's not going to talk. We could have got. So just blame it on her. I'll blame, let's late. blame it on Alan. Alan, remember yeah. he was Who's our Alan producer again? extraordinaire, quote unquote. I don't think anybody remembers that. I one. bet someone remembers that. Mm-hmm. There's always one. Uh, we have Chris Jericho. Yeah, I'm very excited. Calling in very shortly, and you could ask him a question by dialing us up six four six. Nine two nine one three five seven. My favorite Chris Jericho interview was when he won the Intercontinental Championship, and somebody interviewed him, and they said, "What is the Intercontinental Championship? What does that mean?" He's like, "Well, basically, I'm in charge of everything in the continents. Uh, if there's anything that goes on <laughs> in the continents, that's me. Uh, I basically I can't do anything about pirates because that's on the ocean." <laughs> Uh, Do you think if you asked him that same question today, he would give the same answer? Or would well, you not even remember? I mean, he's not the Intercontinental Champion, so he may, it may not. It may be harder to slip that in. Who is currently the Intercontinental Champion? Who is Rob? I don't Dolph know. Ziggler. Oh yeah, that's right. Isn't it Dirk? Dolph. You're Ziggler. thinking Dirk Diggler. Oh, that's basically what they ripped off to give him that name. But I thought he still was called Dirk. No, no. Dolph, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. I, that's like, not as exciting. Just like uh, Elf Hitler, you know, the one, probably the, the next. No, Dolph was actually his dad's name. Sure. Yeah, he's probably yeah. the next most famous. Dolph. So this guy is the uh, Hitler of professional uh, wrestling, is what you're saying? Yeah, the guy from uh, Give Me a Break. Remember the father? His name was Dolph. Was it really? Yeah, Dolph <laughs> like, Sweet. Wow. No, the actor. The actor. Yeah, 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 I understand. Wow, <laughs> he died like in the middle of the. Filming of that show, right? Yep. Probably Nell Carter sat on him. Oh, is, right. is she dead now too? I think she might yeah. also be dead. Oh, let me see. I'll check. They're finally together. What? I don't want to just. Say, yeah, no one knows what "Give Me a Break" is or yeah. Nell Carter. There's one. The same person who remembers Alan remembers <laughs> "Give Me a Break." He's in the chat. I bet. Someone. Shakeltown remembers "Give Me a Break." That guy's oh, like forty-five at least, right? Nell yeah, Carter's an old soul. Yes. Oh, Nell yeah. Carter died over 10 years ago. Wow, really? I didn't even know she was dead. 2003. That's why we she learned. keeps not giving us an interview that we keep asking for. We keep requesting those Nell Carter interviews, but 
She just it turns was, us it, down. It was never our fault. Finally, <laughs> closure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited for that. I'm just getting back from Comic-Con. Uh, we had a booth. Metal Injection had a booth with Metal Sucks. And this great artist, friend of ours, Vertebrae33. Why 33? You'll have to ask him. Uh, <laughs> Not going to happen. Uh, it's been fun, but I think I'm getting a cold just because the oh. Javits Center, I was, you know, being in there for four days, it's just like all those germs and <laughs> comic nerd those, diseases yeah. just w- going in the air where like I progressively felt sicker and what sicker. What is a comic day. nerd disease? Well, I feel like it's that just you know, that they, they don't ever leave the house. So they're like, their bodies don't function right. I don't know, man. I was looking at Gotham has posted like a hundred pictures from the thing and every female that, I mean, I'm sure they selected specifically the good looking ones. There were a lot of scantily clad, attractive women. But listen, there were not a lot of scantily. I was, there was a select amount yeah, well, of scantily attractive women. More than, enough for a Gotham photo gallery. Yeah, that's more but than there I were given far day. more yeah. uh, scantily clad men who <laughs> should not have been scantily clad. Dressed up as so uh, the what's Jason Momoa's character in Game of Thrones? The oh, Drago, or yeah, Di- Khal Drogo. Ka- yeah. Drago, and Khal- also that Khal- character Rocky. hasn't yeah. been on the show since like the, the big end of the. First so season. Darren, I don't know. You don't watch Game of Thrones, right? Not yet. Yeah. So this guy, Spoiler he's alert, like a sorry. he's like a warrior. And, you know, he he's a topless guy and like kind of like a <laughs> that's a drop. <laughs> What's a, he's a top Chris Jericho is a topless guy. Yeah, too. there's a well, lot of the, the outfit. His, his costume is is topless. He has like scars <laughs> on his I've on his shoulders. I've never heard that description of anyone in any context. Come this on. Guy, so let, he's one of those topless guys. So you know? he never has a top on in the whole show. Correct. OK, be mature. They're in the desert. I'm yeah. just asking. I don't know. So he's a topless guy. It's a theme. By the way, later in the show, we're going to have another topless guy on Chris Jericho. <laughs> yeah, Stay yeah. tuned. Uh, anyway, so this guy shows up to our booth and like... Has no top on. It's one... He's dressed as as, as Kyle Dra- Drago? I keep, Drogo. Drogo. Drago. I, would Dra- I keep thinking I'm in, I'm in Drago. Uh, but he has... Tits okay. like he has breasts. Legitimate. Metal and gel- gel- like he could he could put he, he had like a B or C cup titty. It's like why would you go with it as this character <laughs> when you when you have that uh that, like titties like gross right. titties. Was he alone? Right. Yes. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know maybe there's you know a gay guy out there that likes you know bears. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of a lot of weird body shapes. A lot of like corn syrup fed body shapes uh-huh. of just like uh, like if you look at a person like their face not fat their their chest not fat but then there's like this like the the middle area of like the stomach and the at it like it's like me let's see you sit get up stand up we sit. know what he why does he have to stand no, up sit, we're not sit, showing the audience Sid has like more of like a pear thing oh, i wouldn't say a pear i don't what would you say what what, what is his body i think silhouette? that's overdoing it i think there's a slight uh, there's a slight gradual increase at the waist. Right. It, it doesn't say, look weird. It's not a no. pair. You, but I'm you, also not dressed. I'm not a topless guy. You have a little. It, it wasn't just topless guys. It was just dudes in like, you know, uh, like a Spider-Man outfit where it's just skin tight. And yeah. it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We do not yeah. need to see that much of you. How yeah. much is a good amount to see of the skin tight Spider-Man? None. None. <laughs> yeah. Like put on some clothes. Uh, but I mean, I don't want to see it so cynical. It was really fun. It was, it was great to meet metal injection fans and, and just 
uh, uh, metalheads, and it was a, a fun atmosphere. The thing; these are just the the nuances that was I've Virgil noticed. there. Virgil I was, was not there. Asked in the chat already. Of course. <laughs> Ted DiBiase was there, which is weird. But no Virgil. <laughs> no really? Virgil. Sergeant Slaughter was there. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe and it's like things are really awkward between them, so they know not to go to the same events. Maybe because mm. Virgil probably feels jilted. Uh, I saw. I, t- I posted a photo of this. Like the best Macho Man cosplay, like '80s Macho Man. He looked exactly like him. It was awesome. Did he do the mannerisms correctly? Uh, yeah, he wasn't like too into the character. He looked like but... if Macho Man worked at a bodega, basically, <laughs> is what the picture looked. Yeah, like. Yeah, bodega man. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, oddly enough, Macho Man was not a topless guy. No, Macho on. Man had a shirt on well, during the matches. He, he did. No, but I'm I'm saying the Macho at the, Man at the, the con. Most most guys were not a topless guy. I will tell you. Did you, you ever so. feel like maybe getting topless? Getting a topless. Yeah. Sure. So well, who who would I, who would be my topless co- just cosplay? Rob. It, yeah, just Rob. <laughs> yeah, just just topless you know, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Once I, now that I'm I'm hitting the gym, I'm I'm not uh, as insecure about my body. Just so share the fine. lips. Should yeah. I get topless now just for the show? Go right sure. ahead. Do you guys. No, don't bother me. He's doing it. Yeah. This is for real. See, what he should have done to sell more shirts was like walk around shirtless and be like, if you want to stop looking at this, buy me a (laughs) T-shirt. Buy me a metal injection T-shirt right at this booth right here. Oh, let me let me take some pictures of topless Robo. Let me suck the gun in and put the headphones on. I want to be a professional. Wow. He's really sitting here with his shirt. off. I'm not going to do this the whole time because, like I said, I'm developing a cold and it's very, very Uh, chilly here. My nipples are probably very hard. My camera is taking a while to <laughs> load up for some reason. Like it doesn't. It want can't handle all of this toplessness. Oh, look at boy. this! It's just black. It won't. It's loaded. It's loading. How long does this take? What, I, 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 Apple? I, think I don't the know. Just doesn't want this to happen. Well, said. can you blame it? No. Come on, let me <laughs> let me take the picture of shirtless Rob, or else no one will believe that this actually happened. God damn it! I feel like he's going to do this Rob, to the show. Rob, give me do your you camera. Me? <laughs> For fuck's sake. Piece of shit. No good motherfucking camera. <laughs> now he's posing and pointing the gun at the camera. Now tweet that shit oh, out, son. Boy. Let the people see what's going on. This is a weird angle of my, my gut, but I'll, I'll post it. I can't believe this. How is sad happening. is Noah that she's missing? The one week she's I don't she's think she's here. sad at all. I don't think he would have done this if Noah was here either. No, I don't care. I really don't mind, but I'm going to put my shirt on. It's going to kind of go. Okay. Yeah, it is a little chilly. Man, now all of a sudden I want pepperoni pizza. Or I never <laughs> want to have pepperoni pizza again. I can't yeah. decide. It's basically like if someone took two slices of pepperoni pizza and dropped them on a dirty floor. Oh. Yeah, there's like a little hair like, around yeah, where the nipples are. Just hairy, gigantic silver dollar <laughs> pancake nips. Ladies, <laughs> gentlemen, <laughs> whoever. It's Comic Con. Anything goes. It's a celebration. They want to know if you flash any armpit vagina. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> see any. If you did it, it was towards Sid's direction. I. I did I was not too flash bit, any armpit vagina. I was hypnotized by the nips. I was hypnotized. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> say, the early yeah. episode contender. They are very hypnotizing. Yeah. There we go. So. I have been hitting the weights, Leroy. Leroy Kenton says, damn right, hit the w- Rob hit the weights. It he was does, just an awkward uh, ankle. He does seem to be uh, in better shape than the last time I saw him with his shirt. I am definitely in better shape. I, I, I am confident about that. The only thing I have 
that is is still overweight i feel is my gut mm-hmm. and that's just dieting and i have not been dieting i've just been uh, uh weightlifting do sit-ups yeah. or something uh well i do there are machines that are either way, but it's just fat i have to get squats. rid of the fat squats thanks it uh i really need workout advice from you the, the <laughs> one squat, man who who avoided any sort of physical exertion to the point that he got his doctor to write a note so he wouldn't have to take gym class. Oh. Well, I did have asthma as a kid. But, yeah. I as a kid? To, I just yeah. in high school, what about in high school? Well, I never had an attack because I didn't exert myself, <laughs> so we'll never know. Chicken or the egg. I'm going to claim success on that one. I got to... Then don't knock balloon volleyball until you've tried it. <laughs> it's not that bad. Is that what you would play in your non-gym Oh, yeah. I think I've talked about this on the show before, the balloon volleyball at our desks. Yeah. Just Uh in a regular classroom, the teacher would set the net up across the middle of the classroom (laughs) with half the desks on one side and half on the other, and we'd smack a balloon back and forth at each other. And that was our gym class. It was great. I want to read this from the chat here. Uh, Robba, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your nips just hypnotize me. (laughs) It's true. I love it. <laughs> Someone needs to take the. I'm hoping you tweeted the picture. Yes. Someone needs to take that and put like the you know those little hypnotist circles with the black and white and the, they spin, the little spinny hypnosis thingies. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't know what the name for it is, but anyway, someone needs to take that and Photoshop those onto your nipples. <laughs> El Duderino asks, can we videotape Rob doing shirtless jumping jacks? Oh, not in the, <laughs> should I? We should floor. do a behind the scenes of just Rob workout tips. Shirtless workout tips. I don't think Rob has that big tits that it's that it would be interesting. I think there'd be movement. I definitely, I, I like, used to have, he used I definitely to have, used to have titties. It's definitely slap tits. against his chin. But, but now, now I feel like I can confidently say I have pecs. Uh, no, it's between pecs and tits. It's 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 not fully there, but it's well, you have pecs everywhere. I have yeah, no, no, no. I'm pets. not saying I'm not saying I'm like cut. I'm, I'm <laughs> what? But uh, it's definitely much better than before. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, you had actual breasts. Yeah. I feel lucky in that, like I've even at my fattest weight, I've never really had developed tits. Uh, yeah, I never, I've never had like where they hang down. I've just they poke out. And, yeah, you know, there's uh-huh. more meat there than there should be, but Same it's here. not like. But I, f- I worked out a lot when I was really, really young, like formative years. So I think I got like tighten yourself up. Well, yeah. I mean, I got it muscle memory yeah. where, where if I get fat, it's very easy for it to come off, and also the muscle is still there under the fat, okay. as opposed to just being completely out of shape. But I'd still need to lose weight badly. I think under my fat is just frosted flakes. <laughs> From like 1987 that and are uninterested in me. Yeah. Uh, Bill Nido just joined the chat and he asked what I miss. And Demi God immediately responds, Rob's tits. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was sitting here naked for a good five minutes. Topless. Oh, not naked. Topless. 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 Yeah, he was one of those topless guys. Six four six nine two nine one three five seven. That's our phone number. Five six two. You're on the live cast. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, who's this? Chris Jericho. It's Mario from California. Hey, Mario. What's Mario up? Mario Jericho from California. <laughs> Not much. I uh, just got home. I ate an uh, In-N-Out burger. Nice. Oh, the best. I don't think it's the best. Oh, yeah. It's not my, the best. It's, I, right it's really good. My parents like. 
Nice. I really think In-N-Out yep. Burger is one of the most overrated uh, things. I, ha- I have to disagree. I don't know. It's pretty good. I think what fast I've, food burgers do you prefer? Uh, I would say my favorite. We're, ta- we're talking to Darren. Only fast food we're talking about. Yeah. Wendy's yeah. is my favorite. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's like a premium Wendy's burger. I, it's, feel. I think it's less than a Wendy's burger. Really? I really think it's just very shoddy and like, you know, not this. It wouldn't say it's <clears> disgusting, but it's just. Eh, it's just the way people hype it up. If it's it's like, one of the better fast food burgers. It's like Defar's yeah. pizza. I yeah. still never had that. And I think it's also it's also uh, in the East Coast. I think it gets way more hype because people go, oh, you can't get it. Absolutely. Like Chick-fil-A. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. There was a Chick-fil-A here once. Yeah, at NYU, but is that still there? No, there was also was like one in the one? Junction. I think there might they might be eventually opening They are opening one, one yeah. Yeah. Like they just opened a Dairy Queen but, but, in Manhattan. But I thought Chick Fil A was actually good. It's good, but I mean, it's a chicken. Sa- it's a bread chicken sandwich. Yeah. Will you be not supporting them because of their stances, uh, right wing stances? Probably. My wife is a big fan, though. She's from that area. Mm-hmm. She also has very liberal stances, but I think she likes chicken sandwiches more. Fair enough. So. I've heard a lot of people have that same opinion. Yeah. So. If it's that good, you know, I'd probably eat it. Yeah. I'd try it. Yeah. You've never had Chick Fil A? No. So what's up, Mario? Uh, not much. I wanted to say um, that Batman shirt that you guys got out now for the metal injection. Yeah. That looks awesome, and I pre-ordered one already. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, we had it on sale at Comic-Con, and we put it up for pre-order for people who couldn't make it. You can get yours at metalinjection.net slash merch. Is DC, DC going to sue you? I hope not. It's, it's parody. Just, it wouldn't get to suing. They would just cease yeah, and desist. Yeah, it would be a cease and desist. But what Hopefully. about the people that already got the shirts? They'd well, have they have to send them don't, back. They don't make any more. Did you get all their addresses? No. Yeah. I'll my shirt. But um, I have to say, not to sound like a shill, but there were a lot of nice shirts. You have a lot of nice shirts going on. Thank you. No guy should be a topless guy in a world where there are metal injection t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the slogan. Put that up there. I like it. Has a good ring to that it. Sounds good. So, uh, cool. Well, thanks for ordering. Yeah, I Mario. have. Yeah, I've got that one, and then I also have the exploding head one. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I wore you around town all the time. <laughs> and you probably get so much tail with with the <laughs> shirt side. I need a new. Oh, so much pussy thrown at me, elbow. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! It never gets old. Laughing, Mario. You're gonna get me going again. Come on, Rob. You're getting him going. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're getting Sid going. Yeah, that's the way to get me going. Murder. Murder. All right. All right. Thanks for calling in, Mario. Thank you. Oh, the other thing, uh, uh, Jake from Periphery was really nice enough to stop by our booth mm-hmm. and posed for your creep shot. Uh, posed for our, uh, for my creep shot. <laughs> and also, what I thought was funny was uh, Vince Nielstein uh, from Metal Sucks was there, and he was mocking the drummer in Jake's band, uh, oh. Matt Halpern, who has an affinity for the V-necks. Yeah. By by uh, bringing the shirt down, and then like we posted like, oh great, Jake and Matt from Periphery are here, and everyone was like, gee, that kind of looks like Vince Neilstein. Yeah. 
That's yeah, right. oh, someone get the like one person said that, but then like most people were like, oh no, someone get Matt a V. Nobody picked up that it wasn't actually Matt Halpern. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Is he Jewish, by the way? Halpern. That's a very Jewy. I think he might name. be. Yeah, I think he might be. There you go, another Jew in rock. Does music. he handle their uh, like accounting and stuff? I uh, I don't think so, but he has a side business that requires a lot of accounting. Bent happy. How's that going for him? Going pretty well. Good, good for him. We've had him on to promote that before, like a yeah. few years ago. Yeah, he's been on the show. Chocolate Croissant says he's not uh, Jewish. And we asked him when he was on the show. Oh, ah. oh there. Yeah, I'm glad someone's paying attention. Well, I have a memory of a goldfish, so thank yeah. you, though. I appreciate that. Uh, by the way, the number is 646-929-1357. Uh, Chris Jarko should be calling in any minute now. Okay. Got a lot of uh, good questions on tap there. I have some questions, yeah. He knows the right time zone. Uh, That's a good question. Well, thankfully, I have his number. So if he he doesn't call in a few minutes, we're calling him. Put that shit on eBay, son. (laughs) You know what kind of shirt you should sell a metal injection? You should get a Rob Topless shirt where it's just (laughs) like a shirt that is your torso and back. So people can wear a (laughs) T-shirt and look like and have your pepperoni nips just walking around town. (laughs) It's got to have some logo somewhere, though, or else. Uh... Yeah, like over the belly button, yeah. maybe, or like a tramp stamp metal injection logo. <laughs> Dude, that you know that would be a hot seller. That's definitely. There would be people just like remember when um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia had the dick towel, and oh, they actually yeah. sold it. It would be like that kind of a thing, but for the <laughs> upper body. And all I all I'm asking is twenty percent. Rob, is already a. Uh... A hypnotizing nipple photo of you on the yes. internet. There's a Twitter link in the chat right now. If you go to uh, Josh's uh, Twitter. <laughs> Big hypnotizing spiral. Oh, on very, Rob's very scene. mesmerizing. And that size of that logo, that little uh, spiral thing, barely covers Rob's uh, pepperoni nipple. <laughs> oh, my God, that's huge. That looks more like a bra. I was, I wanted it to just be over the nipple. This is yep. this is the size of his face. <laughs> well, it's pretty close. You know, yeah, uh, he admits that it's badly photoshopped, but I appreciate. Yeah, the effort's good. The idea of that shirt is already uh, being well received in our chat room. See, Rob, there's you would have customers for that. Come on, sold at least three. For sure, do it. I'll buy one. Yeah, <laughs> I'll ask you to give me one for free because it was my idea. Well, if there's only three, I'd buy one. I'd feel bad. Three sold I bet there'd be more than three. Well, you'd buy it, but would you wear it? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Maybe I, to bed. I would. Yeah, I'd wear it at home to make my wife uncomfortable. Let's <laughs> see, so you can wear it. Or make perhaps more comfortable. I don't like, know that my Sid, chest looks any better than Rob. Sid, did you lose someone? Yeah, like thank you, Sid. <laughs> like Sid's, Sid has the hairiest body. But no, I've she'd ever be wanted. uncomfortable because she would know that that's oh, your shirtless okay. body, that's and she different. knows you, and it would be weird. That is true. Okay, okay. acceptable. Yeah, it would probably be less body hair, so a darker <laughs> complexion, bigger nips. Yes, <laughs> very pale nips. So how do we make the? Would you do like an artist's rendering of your body and uh, like draw no, no, it on, or no, take a no, photo? No, a photo. photo. Dude, I want it to be authentic. Okay. Yeah, I definitely want it to be very authentic. All right, let's make that happen. Do like with a three D printer. Fisting my way to Providence says we're going to see some Rob Bush next. Oh. Hopefully. 
Added hope. I didn't. By the way, that was in the comments. <laughs> I didn't say that. Darren, you know you could see Rob Bush whatever you want. Uh, I guess. I don't know. Was that true? If I wanted to see your bush, you'd show it to me. I, I don't have any. Like it's my pubes. What do I care? Yeah. Like, <laughs> not that I want to. Yeah. It's nice to know that you have the option, though. <laughs> sure. Whenever you want to see it, Darren, I'll pull my pants down. Oh, Jesus. If you need some like grooming choices, like to see how other people do it, he'll show you right now what he's how he. Concocts that uh Can what? Concocts. <laughs> I groom, I groom. Getting a little too close to cock there with that statement. <laughs> Literally. Oh dear. <clears throat> that's another thing we could ask Chris Jericho about is like pube grooming habits. When you have to wear those like tight yeah, short shorts, you does know, there wrestlers walking around with like pube crawling out of their little thigh or, crevice? Or the muffler thing. We should ask about the muffler. Did you ever hear that story? No. Oh, that's a great story. Remember the Viking, John Nord, the Viking? Vaguely. There was a video of him on YouTube talking. He's like in a bar sitting around telling a bunch of other wrestlers a story. Okay. And he says he worked with uh, Dusty Rhodes. This is way back in the old days. And he was a kid then. And they, they all, all the guys in the back were telling him, you got to put a muffler. He's like, yeah, you got to put a muffler in, Daddy. You got to take a little piece of toilet paper and you put it up your butt crack so that, you know, you don't leak on your trunks, I guess, or whatever. So Dusty Rhodes is wrestling a match with him, at, like with his muffler in. He's like, you got your muffler in, you got your muffler in, kid. You know, and he's like, he does a perfect impression of him. And then during the match, I guess the little toilet paper pops out. It's like all brown and yellow, or whatever. And he's like, I, I lost my muffler. I lost my muffler, Daddy. All right, find that. We gotta find that and play that. So later. wait, what was the purpose? Well, we'll get to that in a bit. Right now. On the air, we have the Ayatollah of rock and roll, best-selling author, frontman of Fozzie, Chris Jericho's on the line. Chris, thank you so much for hanging out with us here on the Metal Injection Livecast. Hey, no problem. What's going on, guys? What's up? We're just hanging out, and uh, you, you have a, you're having a busy year. Uh, Fozzie, you guys just put out a new album, Do You Want to Start a War? You've been touring all over the world. You've been wrestling, and on top of all of that, you have a new book coming out this Tuesday, and it's your third book, The Best in the World at What I Have No Idea. Uh, you're pretty good at uh, naming books. Maybe not. Uh, yeah, it's good to know that there's one thing that I can do. Yeah, we actually just walked off the stage. We're in the middle of a field in uh, State College, Pennsylvania. Wow. Oh, but wow. they built the stage, and it's like... Uh, it was a very rickety day, shall we say, on, on the stage. You just never know what you're going to get when you, uh, when you play in a rock band. Sometimes you show up and it's a house of blues. And it's a beautiful venue. Other times you show up and you're in, a, uh, in the middle of a field. That's crazy. Well, there, there's been a lot like of... If you jump too hard, you're going to go right through it. There's been a lot of cutbacks at Penn State since yeah. the controversy <laughs> of a few years ago. So, yeah, the stage is probably... Absolutely, yes. Right. So the only venues are in people's backyards, apparently. You guys have played some crazy shows. What is the largest audience that Fozzie has ever played for? Um, probably probably Download this year. Um, it's the third time we played Download over in the UK. It's, it's, it's in Nottingham, England. And it was the first time we ever played the main stage. But it was at noon. We were the second band of the day on the main stage. So you never know. It's like, well, main stage is great. It's huge. But who's going to be there at noon? Well, I'll tell you, it was there. 50,000 people were there at noon. 
and they were there to see us. They knew all the songs, they knew all the words. And that's always cool when you figure that, okay, so if you prorate that, the fact that there was 50,000 people at noon, that equals out to about seventy or 80,000 if it was like 8 o'clock at night. You know what I mean? So yeah. It was, uh, it's, it's always really cool to see that, how, how people show up for festivals. And it's starting to get a little bit better over here in the States with Rock and the Range and Carolina Rebellion, those type of shows where people come early and they stay all day long and they go see as many bands as they can. That's kind of the European UK tradition where if I'm going to a festival, I'm not sleeping in. I don't care how drunk I got the night before or whatever. I'm getting up at 11. I'm going to see every band, pick a stage and just stay there all day long. So it's a pretty cool uh, feeling when you get that type of a crowd that early in the morning and they're there to see you. Yeah. And I, I, I was always curious, like, what would you say, is more physically exerting, like like 10, 20 minutes in a wrestling ring or a full-on 45-minute rock and roll set? Quite honestly, it, it's, it's much more uh, physically exerting doing the rock shows. I mean, especially our shows. We have a very energetic uh, vibe on stage. and There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of, you know, aerobics and cardiovascular activities and that sort of thing. I climbed a scaffold today. I'm jumping in the crowd. Whoa, you know, all of us are moving around at all times on stage. So, um Afterwards, you're pretty much covered in sweat. And a wrestling match, you're out there for you know 20 minutes, let's say, 15, 20 minutes, and there's ebbs and flows, ups and downs. Whereas for, for our shows, the Fozzie set, it's nonstop from beginning to end. So, um, you know, I'd say there's, there's pros and cons for both. But as far as just sweating, I sweat way more during a Fozzie show than I ever did uh, during a wrestling match. So there's no rest holds at a Fozzie show? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, yeah. Unless you do a ballad, but even then, you still, you know, it's it's just more intense. I think maybe, um, and especially too, like when you get on stage, if you're if you're in a really big stage, then it's not the same. But if you start playing, you know, smaller clubs or places where there's a lot of people in a smaller area, there's a lot of, of body heat, and that usually cranks up. I mean, I'd say eight out of ten times we come off stage. You can literally take your shirt off and wring it out. I remember one time we were in London and played, and I put a cup on the ground, and I took my shirt off, and I wringed the shirt into the cup, and as gross as it is, filled it up to the top with 100% pure Chris Jericho sweat. So there you go. I'm sure so, there's a lot of ladies that pay a lot of money for that yeah, cup. Yeah, put that on eBay. Probably a lot of guys, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're right. Yeah. The world we live in now. Yeah. They, they buy concert tickets, too. It's fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Damn straight. Or not. <laughs> uh, also, I was curious, like, have, have like, are there any, you know, obviously there's lots of wrestling fans out there. Has any, like, metal musician surprised you with their knowledge of pro wrestling? Like, has anybody ever walked up to you and, like, just, like, started talking about stuff and you're like, wow, you really know a lot about it and you're very jazzed on pro wrestling right now? Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting because I've always been more more knowledgeable about, about music and about rock and roll history and that sort of thing. I don't really know a lot about pro wrestling history as far as the minutiae and the trivia and all that sort of thing. Um, as far as actual fans, I mean, uh, Shadows is a fan. Corey Taylor is a big fan. Corey's probably the guy that knows the most about, you know, the details of wrestling. Um, actually, Paul Stanley knows a lot about old school wrestling from the 60s, the New York-based wrestling and I think, you know, Zach Wilde is a huge Ultimate Warrior fan and has been from the day I know him. He, he, he's just obsessed with, with the Warrior and was pretty devastated when Warrior passed away early this year. But I think probably of the guys that, that know trivia, I'd say Corey Taylor is the one who knows the most. 
Now, Corey Taylor, a few weeks ago uh, on, on, on a radio interview, challenged you to a match at WrestleMania. Do you think Corey Taylor could step in the ring and, and keep up with Y2J? Oh, absolutely. He could kill me. You see the stuff he does on stage with the mask and stuff like that? I'd, I'd run screaming from him. <laughs> scary. Now, if he does, if it's Corey Taylor from Stone Sour, well, then you're being challenged by Ralph Mouth. <laughs> scary. If, if you're getting challenged by the guy from Slipknot, I, I ain't having, I'm scared of like weird clowns and evil faces and all that sort of thing. So no way, shape, or form. If, if it's the Stone Sour Corey, then maybe I'll, uh, I'll give it a shot. It's like Demon Kane and Corporate Kane. One is intimidating and one, one not so much. <laughs> exactly, right, exactly. Did a, guy, like, uh, did a guy ever who was like maybe in a, like a, prominent, you know, a prominent musician ever come up to you? You may be like thinking, oh, this guy's really awesome. And then he sort of like worships you because you're a, a huge deal in wrestling. Well, I mean, that's one cool thing, you know, after, you know, being on the road with Fozzie for 10 years, I mean, through the band and through, you know, wrestling stuff, I mean, pretty much friends with, with anybody and everybody that, that, that you meet on the road and that you tour with. And, you know, some guys like wrestling, some guys don't. But for us, you know, this is not a wrestling band. It never has been. It never will be. So some people know us or know me from, from, from you know, the other side of the coin, but when you're on the road touring, it's just more about the band and more about that sort of, that sort of the thing. So, um, you know, and, and that's, you make, you make, like I said, for example, like Zach, for example, I met Zach actually at a wrestling match way back in the late nineties, but I've seen him way more on the road and on tour and at festivals and all that sort of thing. And that's where we've really made, made really good friends with ourselves. And Zach's a big Fozzie fan. And obviously we're a big fan of his playing and his work. So that's where you kind of really, uh, to become close is when you're on the road. Okay. And, uh, you know, as, as, as people grow older, I find that they want to, uh, and if they're either a musician or even a wrestler, they want to do less dates. Everyone's all about touring less, whereas I feel your schedule in the last few years has been even crazier. Do you, like, are you someone who enjoys travel and the touring life? It doesn't seem like it affects you too much. Well, I've, I've been on the road since I was 19 years old, man. And, and the thing is, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be in a band and I wanted to be a wrestler. Those were my two dreams. And um was fortunate to have both those dreams come true. And now that Fozzie's been growing, especially so much over the last couple of records, you know how it is in, in, the, in the music business or any type of showbiz. Once you get your foot in the door, you got to kick it open. You know, you got to keep hammering, keep that momentum rolling. Um, so you, you do have to do a lot of touring in this day and age to, you know, build your fan base and, you know, to continue growing, which we have no problems with doing. We don't do long tours, though. Our tours are never more than three weeks, especially if it's overseas. And if it's in the States, there's enough breaks for, you know, usually every day off that I have, I fly home for the day to hang out with my kids no matter what. So um, you just it, it's just ebb and flow, man. You have to just, um, you know, you got to work a lot. That's the, that's the nature of the business, no matter what it is. My life, my job entails me being on the road. But um, when you're home, you got to be home, and you, you got to take those breaks and, and take that time for the kids because, you know, the old saying that they grow up so fast, that, that's not a cliche. That, that's the truth, and they do grow up way too fast. So I'm not the type of guy that's going to be going over to Europe for eight weeks, and I don't care who it was. If Metallica offered us a tour for eight weeks, for, I would say no. You know, it's just yeah. too long being away from home. It's not worth it. Um, and, and, and this, you can make it work and, and we're at the point where we're not the biggest fan in the world, but we have enough steam and enough value where we can call some of our own shots and make it work 
work uh, accordingly for, for us. Um, you mentioned before that, you know, when you were a kid, you wanted to be a wrestler, you wanted to be a rock star, and you've gotten to be both. But if I were to find, like, 10-year-old Chris Jericho and say, you can pick one, you can get to be one, which would you have picked? But see, that's the thing. I never had to do that because I had a choice. I could pick one. I was like, you know what, I'm going to do both. And I don't know how I'm going to do either one. I don't know any way to, to make it in wrestling or make it in a band. I don't know. I just know this is what I want to do. These are these are both things that mean a lot to me and are very important to me. So, you know, I never really had to take the choice. And, and it, when I was 10 years old, it's hard to say because by the time I was 10, I was a huge Beatles fanatic, knew everything about the Beatles. I'm not just, oh, I know the songs. Like, I knew everything. I had the Beatles encyclopedia, and I knew who Derek Taylor was, who Mal Evans was, and what Wonderwall was, and all that sort of stuff. And I also was really getting into wrestling as well. And as I grew up through my teenage years, it was both. I was playing in a band. The band was called Scimitar, our high school band. But I was also, you know, hanging out at the matches and going to see as many of those that I could see. So it was all, both of them have always been hand in hand for me. It's never been one or the other, which if you had to choose one or, you know, if you could only do one or which one do you like better? It's like, I like them both, and that's why I do both, and that's why I focused, you know, all of my efforts on making both happen. And once I got to a certain point in wrestling, and Fozzie started to grow, wrestling became less of a priority, and Fozzie became more of a priority. And that's the way things have been for the last four or five years for us. Was there a third thing when you were growing up that maybe not quite on the level of wrestling and music, like maybe cartography or cart cartooning, some like random third <laughs> thing that sort of fell by the wayside? Yeah. No, you know, like, like the thing is, like, I do a lot of stuff, um, but it all stems from, from being a creative person and being an entertainer and just not having any boundaries. It's like, if there's something I feel that I can do, I'm going to do it. And that's where, you know, my book comes in, my books come in, or the podcasts that I, that I do, uh, you know, radio shows that I host, TV shows that I've done, movies that I've done, all that sort of thing. That stems from being a creative person. Um, and I always felt like, why stifle yourself why put any boundaries or limits on, on what you want to do just go for it if you think you can do it and you think you can you can uh be good at it then go for it man and a lot of people have you know um negativity towards that because they have restrictions in their own lives and i've never had that i like people like jared leto or justin timberlake or you know john bon jovi or people that do a lot of different things because that's that's what it's all about, man. You only get one chance in life. So why worry if someone says, well, you can't be a wrestler and a singer. Why not? Yeah. If well, you could tour you with can. any one of their bands, which band would you pick? Of the guys you just mentioned. Well, I mean, we toured... Oh, I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> we we toured... Um... I mean, I don't even remember who I just mentioned. Yeah, Justin Timberlake. That's who we want to yeah, go with. That's, that would be fun, I think. Get the more broad audience. Or an audience that's more broads. True. <laughs> there you go you want that <laughs> Let, let's take some calls if you want to ask chris jericho a question 646-929-1357 we have josh all the way from wales calling in with a question sandpaper <laughs> is that your question josh just sandpaper yep he hung up all right i hope that he's not paying long distance charges for that yeah I always love that guys who stay on hold and they say something dumb and then hang out. It's like, well, that was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> For them, I'm sure. There's not much going on in Wales. 
this is the fun. So it's fine. Uh, are there any guests on, on the on this new album? I know you had M Shadows on on the last one. Or, or is this? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind effect. of always been a Fozzie tradition. Whether it's been, you know, Zach Wilde or Mark Tremonti or Miles Kennedy or Marty Friedman, Phil Campbell, M Shadows. This time um, we toured with Steel Panther in Australia last year, and Michael Starr said, "I want to be on the next Fozzie record." And we're like, "Dude, that guy's one of the best singers in the world right yeah. now." So he uh, he sings on our song tonight. He, he fit perfectly on it. It's kind of a heavy, cheap trip type of vibe, and um, yeah, people. Uh, he did a really great job on that. He, he, he had a perfect sound for that. So that cool. was the guest for this. Yeah, album. I love Steel Panther. They're freaking. They put on an incredible show. It's like a comedy well, and a metal. Musicians too. Yeah, that's Sorry. the thing. I mean, they obviously are very funny, but as musicians, they're all incredibly talented. Which yeah. is uh, which is why we got along with them so well. I mean, they're really good at what they do. Uh, we have another international call, uh, all the way from Tehran, Iran. Hello. I just want to say it, the first thing, I respect you. You're from uh, the Winnipeg. Uh, God bless your mother. God bless your father. But now I hear it. You say like it to Justin Timberlake. I don't know. Man. I think you are a fag. I think maybe you're you like it. Think you want to Maybe you're a, you you're a fag, you're piece of shit, motherfucker. Come on, that is a that is, that is a wrong iron cheek impression. You knew where that was coming from as soon as the guy said he's from Tehran, Iran. It's the iron cheek, right? Yeah. yeah. We yeah, do get so a lot of international callers though, so it's possible. Do you have any real fans listening to the show? Are they all just like they're all they're all in the chat? They never want to uh, talk to any of the the musicians we we, we talk to but uh th- there's de- we promise you there are people listening other than that guy from wales and uh, the iron sheet uh but chris thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us and taking some time out of your busy day and you can pick up the new nope. fozzy album do you want to start a war it's out now on century media records very appropriate title for uh, the current political climate well, yeah, yeah, that's actually not, uh, the song isn't about, like, starting a war with guns and knives, it's about starting a war with things that oppose you, and about rising above it and being the best you can be, so it's underlying, the underlying theme. It's the internal war. Yes, the war inside, with things that oppose you. Yes. Uh, we want to we, we wanna go out with a track off the record. Do you have a favorite track uh, that you'd like for us to play? Man, I mean, it's one of those things where you say, like, you know, what's your favorite? Who's your favorite child? Okay. You know, they're all they're all great songs, and they're all a lot of fun to listen to. And listen, we're talking about, do you want to start a war? Let's play the, the title track. All righty, let's do that right now, Chris. Thank you again so much. Have a great rest of your weekend, and don't forget to pick up Chris's book, "The Best in the World." At what I don't know, I, I forgot the uh, at second. What I, I do at. Don't, <laughs> I'm butchering this. Yeah, really. Take two. Try again. All right. Uh, pick up, <laughs> pick up uh, the new Chris Jericho book, "The Best in the World." At what I have no idea. There we go. I got it this yeah, time. Yeah, there you go. You got it. Thank you for having patience with us, Chris. Have a good Thanks, one, guys. Thank All you. Right. See you later. Chris was a good sport, and uh, not feeling well. That he was. Out. He was a good sports entertainment. <laughs> I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play my favorite track off the new. So you're gonna record. ignore his request? <laughs> he wasn't that passionate about it. So Jesus, Rob. Uh, I'm gonna play "Lights Go Out" from Fozzie.
You're listening to the Metal Injection Livecast. Didn't that song sound great? Oh, I'm sorry. I had my script wrong. I meant to say that song didn't sound great. Here's another.
Hello. This is your announcer, Chuck Blandington. You're listening to the podcast that could solve the Middle East crisis, cure cancer, and get health care for every American. If they weren't so busy making dick and fart jokes, it's the Metal Injection Livecast.
This is your announcer, Guillermo, reminding you. When I wake up from my 23 and a half hour siesta, I listen to the Metal Injection livecast at metalinjection.net. This is Chuck Blandington reminding you. It is not going to be all right. It is not going to be okay. It is not going to be all right. It is not going to be. Oh. K. But at least you can listen to the Metal Injection live cast at metalinjection.net.
Now that the music break is over, the live cast demands your full attention. So please, put down the pot brownies and video game controllers. Also put down the Vaseline and broomsticks. Here's the show. Yeah, all you topless guys. Welcome back. Hour number two of the live cast. We're here. I've been too, seem too pleased with our callers. 
Well, we did have Shiki Baby call in. That was nice. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. By the way, if you want to call in, you can't talk to Chris Jericho, but you could still talk to us. 646-929-1357. Well, you, you said you had Chris Jericho's number, right? Yeah. Technically, we could if, call If a caller called in right now, what price would it take for you to give the number? No, don't give the number. No, I would not. Not on the air. What if we called him for the, the caller? No. Are you going to call him like later in the week just to see how he's doing? I've been thinking about you, Chris. What's Rob's, going on? Rob's the call. <laughs> you remember that time? Yeah. What you when, doing? When yeah. you were like teammates with the big show. That was awesome. What's David Flair like in person? <laughs> Is he dead? No. Is he the dead one? No. Remember when you were like the undisputed champion? Awesome. Did you ever meet Vampiro? Vampiro? <laughs> Vampiro? He has met Vampiro. <laughs> Was he around when Vampiro? Vampiro! Vampiro! <laughs> he wrestled in Mexico with Vampiro. Oh. oh, oh, I meant like in WCW though. Yeah, I believe so. In Mexico, do they call Vampiro! him Vampiro? Vampiro! El Vampiro? Yeah. Or just still Vampiro? Why would it be El Vampiro? I don't know because to, to Latin it up. But it's already Latin. It's not. It's it's Vampiro would be how you really say it in Mexico. Right. So I'm sure that's how they said it. It's just it, when he came to America. WCW. They made a va- but yeah, we made a vampire. Okay, calling you no vampiro. I don't make no sense. It's a vampire. I think they did actually call him vampiro. Did they? Uh, yeah, he was just saying vampire. It's just, just yeah, Mike Tenay because he's it, a fucking nerd. No, it's it's just the Oklahoma. the Oklahoma oh. impression that was saying vampiro. How's vampiro! Vampiro! How's Mike Tenay doing? By the way, he's just TNA. TNA. Can we get him on the show? Uh, probably. Who's the the weird fat radio guy that they had? Mark Don Madden. West. Oh, Don. No, West. no, 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 no. Mark no. Madden. That's the one yeah. I'm thinking of. Oh, that was in WCW. He covers yeah. the Pirates. He has like a column in He's Pittsburgh. Or something. He works okay. for Pittsburgh ESPN, yeah. like the local ESPN radio. My favorite Mike Tenay memory uh, was from when Hulk Hogan was Hollywood Hogan and NWO and all that, and he comes out and it's just when he changed to Voodoo Child when he had mm-hmm. the the Jimi Hendrix <laughs> entrance music, and he goes. Hollywood Hogan now comes out to Voodoo Chili. <laughs> <laughs> and they really? all just sat there laughing. At wow. Voodoo Chili. Oh. <laughs> Is this some kind of rib? <laughs> Rob? I'm trying to see if I can find that. That's that is incredible. How have I never heard that before? Here That's we go. Amazing. I found it. Found it. <laughs> it's fast. Oh, well, no. to the familiar strains of the Voodoo Chili theme song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish it was longer so that. Uh, yeah, you hear them laughing at him. And then they correct him and he, I don't know. I didn't know that. All right, fine. Voodoo trial. Like, he gets all upset. <laughs> voodoo Chili theme song. <laughs> he probably listens to Perry Combo Now I'm hungry for Voodoo Chilies. Those are probably very tasty. So you are looking live as the limousine Wait, maybe this is the fourth clip. <laughs> I used to love the NWO uh, entrance theme. I like the theme, yeah. yeah. Which, again, was also just r- ripping off Jimi Hendrix's yeah. riffs. But still, it was great. The theme was about where I stopped liking them. After huh. that, I, I just... It was so shitty. Like, nothing ever happened. 
Yeah. Although I will say the build-up, if, if we get into a little wrestling talk right now. Yeah, this isn't the clip. But uh, I've been watching the old WCW Nitros, and I started at, like, the debut of Scott Hall. And I've been watching week weeks to weeks. Yeah. He's still alive. Mm, are we sure? <laughs> Have you checked his Twitter feed lately? He might yeah, be he's still dead alive. Today. Uh, it was such good television. It was so... Like, the whole episode kind of became about the yeah. NWO and like, oh, we got to be on the lookout. We don't know where they are. And it was like an ongoing storyline. So even though they were, and it wasn't like they made the whole show about it, right. like they still called the match, but then they were like, then they would quickly uh, be like, oh, we got to watch everything. Anyway, you know. Uh, That's a good angle. Yeah. So it was great. The buildup was awesome. It's that- just eventually it, fa- it fell off. Well, but to me, eventually was about like two months, which is when they had to start finally doing matches, you know? That's when yeah. it started sucking. No, I think it was a little longer. I think really uh, the point where I remember as a teenager being like, okay, this is <laughs> was the pay-per-view. NWO sold out. When yeah. they had their oh, own, that was they had so Their bad. own pay-per-view where like it was their show and the WCW guys were going to their thing. And, like, all the announcing was bad. And then the main event, so it's their show, and then the main right. event is a schmoz, which is not, there was no finish. Right. Well, the whole thing was just, like, the the referees were all bought off, and, like, everything was cheating, and there was, like, no, it was just all build up. It was a giant to, circle jerk. Which is fine if the ending is, the you know, the good guys come out and, like, overcome it. And yeah. beat, but it just ended that way. Was yeah. Like, there was no, how, there was... If it's all cheating and stuff, how would the good guys overcome that? Well, they did that in, in WWF, you know, like, when Vince McMahon was controlling everything, but eventually, like, Austin would just come out and somehow win, you know? You can always write something. Yeah, I suppose. What was the what, what was the last match on that paper? Was it Hogan against the Big Show? Yeah, the Giant. Giant, giant that. And then there was a run-in, and then there was no... But then they still declared Hogan the winner because right. it's their pay-per-view, you know? So I guess like, at fin- that point, they were just like, we're so popular right now, we could literally do anything and people will be into it. Yeah, so and, they, and eventually it, it was bad. I mean, I do remember that WWF had a really good show for at least a year, a year and a half until they like yeah. started winning the ratings. So it took a while for people to catch on to like, oh, this is lame. Yeah. I, I think uh, it was just like lost. Like they really didn't know where to go with it at all. And they yeah. just, they, they had this like a great build up, a great setup. Like you were tense because all these, you know, WWF guys were showing up and then, but then they just didn't do anything. Like yeah. there were no, can you name one memorable match that actually happened that was great? Well, none of those guys were really the best wrestlers at that point. So. No, but you don't have to be a great wrestler to yeah. have a great match if the story's Pro, good. A, 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 any a great match with an NWO member? You mean? I'm not talking about like you know fucking work rate or anything. I'm just saying a memorable match like Hogan and Andre is a memorable. Oh, match. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Any memorable? No. Like, there's none. I, I have memorable ones, but for the wrong reasons. Like uh, memorable for how awful it was, like the Sting Hogan match. Sting Hogan, yeah. Fucked it up, or uh, but that—that's the one that at least forget how bad it sucked. That's the only one that I can even think of where you were looking forward to it. Like, all right, this is gonna be the capper. Like, this is where they're gonna blow off all this shit. And they didn't. And they didn't. And they, it was horrible. They screwed Sting over. And they used Bret Hart so badly. Yeah. Oh, it was so bad. I and was then the, there was fourteen NWOs. Yeah, and, it, and the LWO. Point. Well, how, here's what happened: is they they had Sting versus Hogan. Sting like uh, Hogan pins Sting, and then the referee. It's supposed to be a fast count, mm-hmm. and Bret Hart's supposed to run out and go, "Hey, that was a fast count. This is bullshit." 
but the guy counted it normally. Like it he wasn't just. A fast <laughs> and then Bret Hart still runs out and goes, "That was a fast count." Like, were you watching the? Because this was right the month after. Brad Hart got screwed out of the world title. <laughs> and also, he was very concussed and didn't probably know yeah. where he was. Well, here's what probably really happened. He's sitting there sleeping and reading a book in the yeah. back, and they told him, okay, go run out now. Oh, no, well, the rumor is that like Hogan paid off the ref. Oh, in real to, life? In mean, real life, not yeah. to do a fast count, to uh, look like he won to sabotage things. It is Hogan. I could believe uh, that. He is such a scumbag. Hogan used to be a terrible person. Used, used to, to be? be? What? Now he's fine. He has Why no is power. He fi- he's fine like a Nicki Minaj song is fine. What are you talking about? That's fine. He's not that it's fine. Not, it's, it's not, not that, that he's. It's just his terribleness doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah, he's eight hundred years old. Yeah, he has no influence on. Yeah, he's yeah. not fine. He's yeah. He has like no Hitler, ability to ruin anyone's life. It's anymore. like Hitler yeah. isn't as bad anymore because he's dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he was still alive, he'd be equally horrible. Oh my God! Uh, Super Nintendo Charmer is bringing up some great, awful matches: Hogan versus Piper in, in a steel cage. The same month. Is that the kennel in a cage? Or was that no, it was a kennel in a cell. It was uh, the same, like the week after Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker in Hell in a Cell, where Kane debuted. So there were two cage matches a week apart. One of them amazing. One of them Hogan the versus cages, Piper. There were different cages. Different cages. Still awful. That's fine. <laughs> uh, El Duderino says, or was it El Duderino? Yeah, El Duderino says Voodoo Chili is the throat cancer guy's favorite meal. I used to love Voodoo Chili. He didn't even have throat cancer. The chili was so hot it burned a hole in his neck. My troll is a perfectly fine. I just have <laughs> ate a really hot chili. I like the spicy food. <laughs> there, stop putting a Voodoo Chili in my chimichanga. You pendejo pinche mala cabeza. Motherfucker. Well, to the familiar strains of the voodoo chili theme Turn song. Turn that off right now. <laughs> You're giving me a flashback. <laughs> you cabron. A voodoo chili theme It's so Shut familiar. Up. It's so familiar to him. It's he so funny it. that, like, yeah, like, you can clearly tell, oh, the familiar sound of, look at cue card. Callate la boca, Mike Tenet, you piece of shit, mierda. Mama huevo. What was that last one? That means suck, sucker of balls, I guess. <laughs> Mama huevo means you suck balls. Oh. <laughs> so you, I've never heard that one. Mama pinga. No more. I, I think I ordered tacos from that place, Mama Pinga. <laughs> That's where I got the voodoo chili, motherfucker. <laughs> Fucking like the name. What's the delivery guy? <laughs> TNA does not pay that much. <laughs> I choose to love a swimming and budo chili. And the NWO. <laughs> and the NWO. <laughs> NWO. I used to go to Paco's Tacos. What? That place is a ripoff. I've never actually ate there. I just like the name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone named Paco there. There's a good one from the channel. Why you feed it the baby Daniel? The voodoo chili. Seven <laughs> years old, baby. <laughs> Why well, you don't kill your fucking self first, you piece of shit. 
Then you don't kill it, baby. Yeah. Then you don't kill it, your wife. Why didn't we ask about Baby Daniel? Chris Jericho's probably met Baby Daniel so many times. I think that would have been a A1 a yeah. first-class yeah. ticket to him hanging up yeah. on us. <laughs> and then coming here and putting us all in the walls. Of <laughs> Although, like, uh, uh, Chris Benoit actually has another son uh, who's training to be a wrestler. Oh, a son. Uh, I thought you said a song. He has another oh, song. Yeah. I thought he had a Fozzie band. Song. Benoit. Benoit has another yeah. song. No, no, I got it now. <laughs> no, I'm saying song. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, and he's trained to be a wrestler and uh, one of Bret Hart's brothers, Smith Hart. Uh, Smith is his first name? Yes. Uh, he was promoting his first match, Benoit's kid, uh, against Chavo Guerrero. And turns out the kid only really trained one day and, and Smith Hart's already like trying to make money off this kid's name oh. and Chris Jericho had to call him and like cancel oh. it because he's like trying to look out for this kid yeah let him make his uh, name on his own merits also yeah. is that like a big draw like I want to see the one that didn't get murdered by his dad oh, let me go. Like, but really is there a lot of money yeah. to be named off there's of always data? money to be made off oh, second generation wrestlers I, it doesn't yes. I think more so because of his, who his father is because yeah. people yeah. will be naturally interested like if I tell you this is a guy who grew up with fucking a murderer who guy who wound up being a murderer and psychopath uh, as his father, wouldn't you be curious to just yeah. see also, him in person? Also, if Chris Jericho is really looking out for this kid, wouldn't he be like run as fast as you can away from the wrestling industry? Uh, Why? Maybe. I mean, but you know, it depends who it is. I mean, look at Jericho's, you know, successful. Yes, but famous. even st- it's just why do you have to rehash that shit every day? It's I like guess. you're a living reminder of what your dad did. But Why I mean, would if, you want to? If he's capable of handling it, you know, maybe he I really guess. wants to be a wrestler. Uh, wants to redeem his father or something. Just don't get hit in the chair 40,000 times in, yeah. in, in, in the head. I mean, yeah. with a chair. Yeah, and, and you know what his uh, entrance theme was? Of the Voodoo Chili theme song. Why you play oh, that <laughs> clip? I'm going to come over there and punch you. Punch? Punch <laughs> I don't know how to say it. That part of my throat was removed. <laughs> <laughs> You can only make certain sounds. I cannot say this soft U sound anymore. <laughs> Ponche. It's not my accent. You say it like a Frenchman. I used to speak the king's English. <laughs> I am not even Puerto Rican. <laughs> it's my troll. Was removed. Oh, poor man. <laughs> now he can only live in the Bronx. Fucking voodoo chili. <laughs> make the name, you motherfucker. Seriously, next week, get Mike Tenay on the show. <laughs> I'll work on it. <laughs> Pull some strings. <laughs> Seriously, you should text Chris Jericho. Just be like, oh, hey, one more thing to you. If I any chance happen to have Mike Tenay's phone number, <laughs> would that be the weirdest text he's ever gotten? <laughs> Just yeah, fuck you, Chris Jericho. We want Mike Tenay's number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rob, please do that. Please. No. Oh, God damn it. You, you say these things because you're never going to have to see Chris Jericho. I could, there's a chance I'll run into him. And he'll be like, oh, there's the guy that wanted Mike today's phone number. <laughs> All right. It could happen. <laughs> What's wrong with that? It's not like that, you're insulting him. That would also be the first time anyone ever wanted Mike today's number. That's what I'm number. saying. Yeah. You'd probably be thrilled to give it out. He'll probably talk to us. He'll extend the podcast two hours just to hang out. The mics will be <laughs> off. We'll be home. He'll be sitting here talking. Does Mike today have a Twitter account? 
Do you uh, think? Me? I don't know. Like, you're, I don't <laughs> Who knows? You have a computer in front of your Feel your strains of the Voodoo Chili theme song, oh. Hollywood. What is theme song? What does he think that was a TV show or something? No, that's his theme song. It was written in Voodoo Chili. was written specifically for Hollywood Hogan. I thought because he's saying the Voodoo Chili theme song. Maybe he thinks that's like a uh, ABC, you know, TGI Friday. It's right thing. after Blackish. <laughs> it's not right after Family Matters on TGIF. <laughs> Voodoo uh, Chili coming up next on TGIF. That would be on like Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, I guess. Or, or maybe but, cooking channel. Maybe Voodoo Chili was the hangout where all the you know like the, the high Max. school kids hung out. Yeah, like exactly like the Max. Let's huh. go to Voodoo Chili's. <laughs> Fuck you. Or maybe that's just what they call chilies in Louisiana. Vete al carajo, coño. Or in Haiti, the Voodoo Chili's. It's like a regular Chili's except there's Voodoo going on at times. Looks like there's a Mike Tanay Twitter, fake Twitter. Oh. In here. Oh no, it's really him. There's, there's really a him? there's a fake Tanay and then a real Mike Tanay. I see real Mike Tanay, but sometimes that's not. No, he's verified. But then TNA Mike Mike Tanay is fake. <laughs> what is what's the joke? What do they have him say? Anything good? Uh, no. <laughs> it's Super Nintendo Chalmers says only Taz and Tony Schiavone follow Mike. Tanay. <laughs> Schiavone has that. Ha, by the way, how do you that pronounce Schiavone? That can't. That's got to be him, like, de-Italianizing himself, right? What should it be? I don't know. Chavone? Chavone? It just it makes I it sound like, like he's French. I feel like there's, like, a, te- a female tennis player with that last name who's actually, I think, from Italy, and I think it's pronounced Schiavone. Sch- yeah, okay, fine. I can go for that, but Chavone? He's trying to appeal to those rednecks, yeah, I think. 100, yeah, 100, but at least they let him keep that and didn't change it to, like, you know, Dixon or something. Ah, Dixon. Tony Schivozza. That was yeah. the when he came <laughs> over. From Ellis Island, yeah. he used to be, like, hey, so, that's Givots over yeah, there. What's his name? Tony Baloney. Tony Baloney. they probably wanted to change it to. Tony Pastrana. <laughs> uh, they want to know if I own a Steve Harvey voodoo doll. I don't go that far. I feel like I, I don't usually focus on Steve Harvey when I leave here. If there was a Steve Harvey doll that you could buy and fuck yes. with, would you? If it worked, yes. <laughs> if not, it would be a but waste of time. You'd have to buy it to find out. Ah. Uh, if there was a chance, yes. You just keep I would. dumping ice water on it. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, <laughs> <laughs> better get ass in this water. Get, 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 get. Get, 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 get. Get, 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 Fucking scumbag. Why you start me up for? There was somebody, I don't remember if it was in the comments on one of the previous live casts or if it was a tweet to like the live cast account, but yeah. someone was asking for you. To put together like a YouTube clip highlight reel of the worst of Steve Harvey, so uh-huh. this guy could then refer that like people he knows to that link uh-huh. that exists, sir. We yeah, played it on the that. show. Okay. I think it was the week that you weren't here, yeah. but there was already. No, I remember that, that. But then, like yeah. in a subsequent week, I feel somebody posted asking you to do the work of compiling. Your I, work. I really it's feel like that's clips. that's it. You know, I mean, yeah. unless unless there are some other clips I don't know about. Well, the, is the ice bucket challenge clip in there? Is it? No, I think they came up before yeah. the ice bucket. I feel like I'm getting electrocuted. This fucking minstrel show, motherfucker. <laughs> Why do you wind me up? <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Why are you mentioning the Steve Harvey? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All so right, let, let's uh, let's move on. To Why does that poor guy who loved swimming have to have his throat <laughs> removed? And Steve Harvey's cancer free. You know, it, the saddest thing is that that guy wasn't able to do the ice bucket challenge because he would have drowned. Yeah, oh, it's very that's tragic. But that's proof right there that there is no God because this poor guy. You know, like well, the, this guy could be a terrible person too. He might might beat his wife. You don't know. Fair point. But we know for a fact that <laughs> Steve, Steve Harvey, Harvey is yeah. a terrible person <laughs> and does not have any cancer whatsoever. Yet. Yet, but okay. So you li- how old is he? In his like late fifty, yeah, about time. fifty. There's time, but come on, right, Sid. You're one of the nicest people yeah. I know. You had cancer. Are you Multiple better than times. Steve Harvey? Of course. Sid's nice. Well, to people he, I like. That's a fair point. You're not very nice, but you're a good person. Can yeah. we say that? I was Sid's nicer. A good person? When I, I so. when I got, I was a nice person. Definitely when I got cancer. What do you so mean? You it, when I was twenty, twenty-one years old and got that, I was nicer than I am now. Oh, really? That made so I was you less deserving. Did that make you bitter? Or no, no, no. I'm just saying I was even less deserving of it then because oh, I was a nicer okay. person then. Yeah, listen. Yeah, that karma. To, that karma shit is a whole bunch of bullshit. Because yep. people like Steve Harvey because they desert people, fucking run around. Familiar strains of. Sorry, sorry. Well, okay. see, don't cut it off then. Give us the Voodoo Chili theme song. <laughs> Hollywood. I, I ran around the country trying to hide from voodoo chili. <laughs> them people, them white people that let me stay on their couch. They fed me voodoo chilies. <laughs> and then I didn't have seen them for 30 years. And he, now they here. Buy his new book, Think Like a Voodoo Chili. <laughs> Think Like a Voodoo Chili. <laughs> new York Times bestseller. Oh, man, man, you don't know. It's hard. It's hard to be a to be a talk show host celebrity with three wives, man. I, wa- I want the listeners to know that Darren isn't just doing the voice. He's also, like, pretending to cry and wiping his eyes. I have to. No, I forced some tears out of him. Man, you atheists don't know. You don't know. It's hard, man. Play that. Do you have that clip where he's not uh, from... Uh, Joy Behar, the other one, when he's on the um, fucking, it's like 700 Club or something, like a religious show. And he's talking about how hard it is to be a celebrity. That's my favorite of all time. I don't know if that was in the uh, in the in the bad clip, the compilation of his shit, but that's my favorite. It's so hard, Sid, to be a celebrity. Oh, yeah. So hard. That's a lot of burdens. They just attack you. These bloggers. Bunch of blood suckers. <laughs> like Butterfly McQueen fucking gone with the wind. They blow goes. Not Mongoose McQueen? <laughs> what show is this? These bloggers. Oh, Lordy, these bloggers. Is you got it? From, no, the couple. Uh... No, that's not it. You know what? Let's move on. If I find it, I'll play all right. it. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about is all the remains. Very rare that I want to talk about all the remains, but. They're back in the news because they're about to put out a new record. Oh, thank God. The world needs this. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about Phil Abonte before, the frontman of All the Remains, and I don't necessarily like him, but I don't necessarily hate him either. I just disagree with some of his viewpoints. One thing he did to this week that I definitely disagree with, and it's not for the reasons that you think he... Uh, went on, on a Jamie Josta from Hate Breeds podcast. Okay. Just, and, so you're mad that he went on that one and not our podcast? No, that's not what I'm mad oh. about. He's talking about their, their next record, 
And obviously, he's saying, oh, how great a record it is. It's obviously great. Yes, the best thing ever created. uh, He said it's far and away better than their last record. And then he went on to say that their last record, in general, sucked. Uh Did he say why he thinks it sucked or what was wrong with it? (laughs) Uh, No, he just said it sucked. He didn't blow it away. Uh, And he said that this one is going to blow it away. Now... This isn't the first musician to do this. Uh, actually, uh, uh, funny enough, the Frankie from Amur said this about oh, their last album. Too, I agree. When describing, <laughs> he said it about Amur's last album, or all that remains last uh, album? about about Amur's okay. last album. And I feel I get not mad. I, I didn't lose sleep over this, but I think it's such a bad move mm-hmm. on Philibonte's part to basically, you know. Mock your fan base. I'm sure a right. lot of all the remains fans like that last album because it sold pretty well. They're still on on a label, but they didn't hear it before they bought it. So just because it sold well doesn't mean they liked it once they got it home. I feel like nowadays you will hear an album before you buy it. It's so easy to listen to now. But regardless, there are fans out there who not like everyone the album. has the glorious blogger <sighs> lifestyle where they get everything for free and then leak it on torrent sites. All right, but you uh, okay, know what? first of all, come on, <laughs> I, I never ever leaked anything. Not anymore. But there has I to never be. Never leaked. Uh, let, I'll let Rob <laughs> defend himself first. Stop, it, stop, stop starting shit. I've never leaked anything. I, I never share any music. <laughs> you take stuff if it's been leaked, and because it's already leaked, right? And you leak everyone you know. No, I'm talking about you. What? <laughs> I'm so offended right now. This is great. I don't. I've I, downloaded. I've downloaded leaks certainly, but uh, honestly, like I don't even have to do that now. Not, just just because I get the album in advance, so yeah. it's not a. It's, Didn't every shirt you sold at Comic Con come with like a leaked album that's about to come out? <laughs> you just just for the fun of it. <laughs> we did People play. Like, no, no, I don't even want it. I feel bad. And you're like, no, you have to take this drive. We did play an album that isn't out yet, but that's <laughs> as far as leaking something that we did. Which album was okay. it? I'm not going to say. <laughs> if right. you were at Comic Con and you heard an advanced copy of an album, call in. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was going to say. I'm now. sorry. We were talking about how he said that his last record sucked uh-huh. and how I think that's wrong. You oh, shouldn't right. say that. Well, like Sid said, though, even if like, all right, even if there's one person out there that liked the album after hearing it, buying it and still liking it, you're shitting on them. You're yeah, you're them shitting on your audience, your fan base, people who are giving or you money. Or maybe right. it's just like the thing of, well, if you thought that last one was good, this new one's right. Way that would better. that'd be a different that, statement. That, yeah, that's not what he said. Though. But maybe he that's what li- the fans would hear. He's saying it sucked. He no, flat out sucked, which it did. <laughs> okay, but you can but, say that. But he's yeah. saying that sucked. But all of our previous stuff was yeah. great, which I don't agree with. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is not the most intellectual guy we're talking yeah. about. Let's be real yeah. here. He did once start a Twitter war with the wrong uh, metal website. So, And also, he's no Steve Harvey. He's not an intellectual. I really want to interview him, too. The other thing that was funny about Comic-Con is uh, the few times that I did get recognized, which was always so humbling. How were you just, was this while walking around or while you were standing no. underneath the metal injection banner? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. While I was standing underneath the banner. But then the, the guys would be like, and honestly, the last three or four months, Anybody that's come up to me that I don't know has said this. Like, so are you and Frankie Vermeer you're beefing? <laughs> <laughs> that long ago, they're still on still, that? Still, like, everybody brings it up, and, and I think it's great. So uh-huh. I'm totally down to interview so Phil Abonte. The answer is no, we're not. But what if it, if beefing with him is what keeps your profile up, then yes? I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah. 
You're a whore. Media whore. Yeah. No, it's not that at all. I don't really... I'm over it. I feel like once... What, once we made it to one of their, their songs, that's it. Like, that's... That's the pinnacle. Like, but where can we go? What was there for you to be over, really? Anyway. Yeah. Like, what was the feud? Well, I don't under like that. I just make fun of him. I understand that. Like, <laughs> people. I think it was all on his end. Yeah. Because he acknowledged. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we would write shit about him, and then he would tweet at us about yeah. it, and we thought it was hilarious that he even cared. Yeah. And that one time where he. Uh, uh, gave us a lead on the story of him getting electrocuted. Yeah, because he was like, "Oh, they're gonna write. A, they're gonna <laughs> write about this like anyway." Yeah, I I posted the tweet where he's like, "Hey, you faggots," you know, or Did whatever. Really like, yeah, something like that. He I just know. got electrocuted again. He told you to get in this water. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Wait. You got electrocuted. <laughs> Is that actually everyone we hate that? feels like they got electrocuted? <laughs> <laughs> This is yeah, actually this is Frankie like, Palmieri. Frankie Palmieri. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm getting electrocuted. Sorry, Frankie. Wow. You apologize to him for comparing you. That's how much you hate That's yeah. going to be the sample on the next Impure record. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what does metal injection say now? Sorry, Frankie. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I said you it. Got Damn me. it. <laughs> Damn it. I found that Steve Harvey clip if you want to hear it. Yeah, let, let's hear it. Really it's quick. long. I might have to oh, jump yeah. around. I don't know if I, I could handle well, a lot of Steve Harvey, but let's let's give it a shot. There we go. You know, people, I see people, You, you. I heard you. I don't care what you heard me say. You said something I didn't hear, though. Mm-hmm. See, no ain't that the truth? Yeah. No. See, you know what but you're once again, it's this fame thing that makes it hard. Oh. Because, see, so I, hard. my life is under microscope. I get sick of that sometimes. I'm like a bacteria. People don't understand how that is, man, to have your life dissected by people who don't know you. Atheist. You know, the internet has become this place for evil to dwell. Right? Oh. You understand? Yeah, people amen. Blog, who have no sense of reality. You hear his audience there? Or that, well, it's yeah. the 700 Club or whatever. But yeah, amen. Yeah. Well, uh, just to translate, I think what he's saying is that anybody has a voice on the internet and sometimes it can get carried away. A deal with it. You got $900 trillion. Which we'll get back to in a moment. That's actually another thing I want to talk about. But, but let's, okay. let, let, let's keep I it. I want to get to where he cries. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. we can stop. I don't even know you. I got kids, Weeps. man, that be so openly weeping. That ain't true about their father. Oh. You understand? I know you know. Because they, 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 people just blog. And yeah, they say things know. like, Steve Harvey is not homophobic. Yeah. That is untrue. <laughs> that is unequivocally Untrue. I don't want my children to, to think I like gay people. That ain't right. <laughs> Some God, man. You got to have a piece of you oh, that holds you when all of us. But not a penis. Bad. I give God all the credit for my existence, man. Uh-huh. For everything that I. What about the white people that what, you know, slept he, on their does, couch for 10 does years? Does he give God credit for all those bloggers writing <laughs> shitty things about yeah, him on the internet? That, like, isn't is that also God? God? He's being tested. That's, yeah, that's, that's that a Satan, Rob. That's the devil. Oh, okay. Come because he, he, man. He man, he man, <laughs> he man did some. Wait, he oh, man is that's God? the problem. He man's fucking with him. I bet people it's Shira. 
See, you got to let people that's in the secular music world, you got to let them come to your church and just sing a number. Yeah. Sing you know, number. man, yeah. you, you got to invite them and let them sit there and just wear what they're going to wear right. and act like they're going to act. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they standing up and the song is playing. What does, is, uh, can you decipher that? Like, is he saying that his the clothing people wear is wrong or like, because he's wearing a fucking pimp Let's suit. Go, back, go back a few seconds. Let's hear that last sentence again. So if they standing up and the song oh, is not far enough, people yeah. don't know. See, you got to let people that's in the secular music world, you got to let them come to your church and just sing a number. Yeah. You know, man, yeah. you, you got to invite them and let them sit there and just wear what they're going to wear right. and act like they're going to act. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they standing up and the song He's is saying like if they're wearing, I'm assuming, pants to their, their ankles or whatever. He got God okay. in him too. Okay. Because some just be screaming in all of us. Right. Yeah. But we got to Except have atheists. from the church community an open way to go and get over there. Because you ain't just been over there. But... You ain't been over there. I, I thought the weeping was earlier. Yeah. yeah let's well, just just zoom ahead to the weeping. There it is coming. There it is. Oh, not far enough. <laughs> this thing called grace and just that one little morsel. You said talk about all the time. This is so fake. I'm not even looking at the video. They don't know if they're supposed to clap or not. They're like, just like, come on, do it. They're like, is this a bit? (laughs) Will you be be out there, man? People don't know. (gasps) When you ain't, uh, (sighs) you ain't got nobody. No, just ninety billion dollars. It's so hard. Oh, so hard. Lord have mercy. <laughs> you don't know what it's like when you ain't got nobody to tell it to. Uh-huh. See, I, you got fucking 14 TV shows. You have no one to tell it to? Can't go sit with nobody that know what I'm feeling sometimes. And people you know, on the family feud don't know what I've been through. <laughs> I can't talk to them. That fat 400-pound trailer trash. She don't know what I'm feeling. She ain't famous. My real friends is regular cats. Mm-hmm. I can't tell them what I So that I can brag to them. Do you realize what he's saying? He's saying, my friends are regular people. They're great friends, but they don't understand me because I'm rich yeah. and I'm better than them. Well, they, they don't understand the plight of a celebrity, I think, oh, is what he's saying. This guy makes me fucking doesn't sick he, to he my He doesn't stomach. hang out with D.L. Hughley? Does he? I don't, I don't know. know. They did he's that saying he doesn't. He's a comedy. Why doesn't he give him a call? Hang out with D.L. Ooh, he understand. D.L. don't understand. He's an atheist, man. He don't understand He cries very easily. You notice that? He, it's like almost every time you see him talking, he's crying. What is that? The piece of shit. Right, I'm done with that. I just wanted to hear him cry. You should make that your ringtone. Every time your phone uh, rings, you get to hear that man be sad. Someone asked me a question. Do I have any love for Bernie Mac? Yes. Oh, Bernie, Bernie Mac, Mac is hilarious. He's one of my favorite comedians. Rest in peace. Love Bernie Mac. And no fakeness from Bernie Mac. You know, like, like I, you notice that Bernie Mac and Steve Harvey c- cover some of the same material. But when Bernie Mac talks, you know that shit is fucking real. And yeah. when Steve Harvey talks, it's fucking just fabricated yeah. bullshit. So, bullshit. bullshit. Rob is get, getting up to uh, take care of his booger schnats. <laughs> there was a bit like it was there was one point we were talking I didn't want to interrupt oh, you but it was no. like almost down to the death oh, <laughs> it was like that it was like a big shirt <laughs> yeah like you put your shirt back on really <laughs> I'm definitely getting a cold from a comic cold 
You could have had some nip drips if you were still shirtless (laughs) right now. Love Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac is great. His performance in Bad Santa, among a billion brilliant performances in that movie, everybody in that movie is spot on hilarious, but he even stayed. And I think that was his last. Wait, was that his last or John Ritter's last performance? Definitely John Ritter's last. Uh, Sad. I I think that was his last. But Billy Bob Thornton's still walking the earth. He's done some good work. I don't begrudge that, but he seems like an asshole. He's definitely a really good actor. Yeah. Um, I saw Gone Girl. Did you see that no, one? No, how was it? I, I don't want to talk about that. I haven't even read that. But. Was it good or bad? Uh, mixed. It was like first... Uh, it's a long fucking movie. It's like almost three hours. And that was Tyler Perry. Uh, not bad, honestly. Really? It's a very inconsequential he role did, that he has. Is he at any point dressed as a woman? No, but I, I kept... That's why it's... You can't watch... Like, you can't look at the screen. It's like Medea solves yeah. a murder. You know, you can't... Like, there's no way to not see that. That's, <laughs> that's why I'm, like, so weirded out anytime he's cast in someone else's yeah. movie. But it was he like, wasn't... He's he didn't an ruin it. actor? What? He didn't ruin it. He had a very paint-by-numbers role to do, and he did it, and that was it. It wasn't like, you know, he's competent. I'm annoyed when uh, he does other people's movies because, like, he's so fucking rich. Yeah. Like, why do you need to take roles for other... Yes! Like, you'd make your own movies and, fine, cast yourself. Uh-huh. It's your it's fucking thing. It's to expand thing. his audience so that they'll yes. go see his movies. And also, uh. the the movie, the director and the the producers want him in the movie. Yeah, they want his fans. audience. You're dragging all the Medea fans into yeah. the fucking Gone Girl. Were there a lot of them when you went to see <laughs> No, no. It was really very lily white, hipster, 20s, yeah. 20-something audience, you yeah. know? Like people who probably just read the book uh-huh. last week. Yeah. Uh, first, like maybe 40 minutes, awful, slow pacing, fucking terrible. Then there's a twist. And the movie takes off, and it's fucking amazing. Okay. And it's amazing, and then the fucking ending is horrible. Uh, they fucking botched the ending. Huh. So that's my review without giving any spoilers. Okay. All right. Interesting. Amazing, awesome twist. Awesome. Ben Affleck is really good in this movie. Ben I think he's a really good actor. I think he's underrated. Yeah. yeah. And there's also a, a very, very, very good typical uh, David Fincher scene, which is awesome cinema- cinematography. He's great. And I won't, I won't ruin that either, but cool. fantastic. All his movies are so darkly lit. Mm-hmm. That's how you can always tell it's a David, <laughs> just from the trailer. If every scene, even if it's the middle of the afternoon, is <laughs> just dark, you're like, all right, this is a Fincher movie. You know why? It's so that uh, when people download his movie illegally, they'll have a bad time because <laughs> it doesn't compress well. Yeah, that makes but, sense. But that's really not the case in this movie. It's very really? bright. Okay. But I feel like it's part of the, like, sort of the motif of the movie, which is... They're sort of like critiquing, uh, like Nancy Grace and all that kind mm. of shit. It's like a huge critique of that and how what you see on the television is like basically bullshit, mm-hmm. you know. So I feel like it had to be bright. It had to be sort of like a Lifetime movie. It really is a Lifetime movie. Just a it's really, if, really good one. If David Fincher directed a Lifetime okay. movie, oh. is what this movie is. Interesting. <laughs> right. And it works. It works great. Just cool. hated the fucking ending. Okay. So yeah, what the one thing I want to talk about on the topic of Steve Harvey. Uh, Talking about the internet is how the internet can create a feud. Uh, Dave Lombardo has been doing a lot of interviews lately mm-hmm. to promote his Why don't band. Get him on the show. Uh, <laughs> he had him last week. What? Uh, and so here's what happens: Dave Lombardo will do a 45 minute interview, mm-hmm. and he'll talk about his band. Then at the very end of the interview, someone's like, "Oh, so uh, what about Slayer?" And it's then you bad. know he'll he'll say something. Like, he'll say something like, oh, you know, we just didn't get along at the end, and I'm never going back. And then the headline reads, Dave Lombardo never (laughs) going back to Slayer. 
Yes. Or it's like the interviewer is just like, all right, I'll put up with forty minutes of shit no one cares about just so I can get that one actual thing at the very end. Yeah. And, and, and then, like, a few weeks ago, he said he wrote all the drum parts to the new Slayer record. And I'm not going to, you know, we wrote about this. We, we published this as well. Uh, he wrote all the drum parts to the new record. And, he was, and we were asked, you know, would he be given any credit for it? And he won't be. And then not only that, but uh, the new drummer who is not really new, but his replacement, Paul Bostaff, re-recorded the drums, recorded his own drums. And so now Paul Bostaff was asked about drumming on the new Slayer record. Wasn't that what uh, Michelangelo had in Teenage yes. Ninja Turtles, by the way? No, I think a it was Donatello. Donatello. Oh, Donatello, sorry. Michelangelo had the Ninja Turtles. And, of course, the familiar <laughs> weapon of uh, Donatello, the Bostaff right. child. Oh, ch- <laughs> Chili. Chili, sorry. Bostaff Chili. Oh. Why you bring that up again? <laughs> Uh, so then there's this one quote, you know, he's talking about what it's like to work with Kerry uh, uh, King to write a song. And then he goes, you know, I'm not going to call Dave the other guy. He's Dave. He's Dave Lombardo. People tell me all the time about, hey, he said this. He said that. <laughs> and it's one of those things where after a while, you just got to be like, I just want to play drums, man. There's all that's all there is to it okay. in terms of the new record. I heard that Dave said he wrote all the parts of the new record for the drums. It's funny that I didn't see him anywhere around when I was working on the music. So it's one of those things where I get where he's coming from. But, man, there's two sides to every story, and I'm getting a little tired of hearing his. Interrupt and I'm you? just going to leave it at that because I don't take it personally. I want to ask you, how can it be two sides to every story? Either it is or it isn't. It yeah. can't be he wrote it and I wrote it. Who wrote it? Did they write it together? No. So one of them wrote it. So how can there be two sides to it? He's oh, saying, I see where they're coming from. No, no, how no. do you see where he's, he's coming from? He no. said he, he wrote it and he didn't. Oh, well, there are two sides. There's Dave Lombardo's perspective and then there's Paul Bosco's right, perspective. Right, there's that. But, but how then there's come... the truth of which is it really. <laughs> well, no, it's a Dave, drum machine. Yeah. That's well, the from truth. Dave Lombardo's perspective, it's like, oh, I was with Kerry King a year ago uh-huh. when he presented me these riffs and I presented him these drum parts. But then from Paul, Bo- and this is, you know, I'm speculating here, from Paul Bostaff's point of view, uh-huh. uh, you know, Kerry King might have presented him the demo uh-huh. that Dave Lombardo, with Dave Lombardo's drums, we don't know that, uh-huh. or Kerry King presented him the riffs and said, this is the drumming I want, and then Paul okay. Bostaff did his own thing. Or, so that would be two sides to the story. Or how about every Slayer song drums sound exactly alike, and it doesn't matter who fucking wrote it, it's the same thing. Yeah. Well, that's that's the third side of the story. Yes, <laughs> that's my side. But then, of course, the blabbermouth headline is like, "I'm tired of Dave Lombardo's shit" or whatever. <laughs> but he's that's exactly what he said, though. Why is that? He didn't say that meanly. You know, he didn't say it's just the. Uh, <laughs> It's well, pretty much the what context. He said. Everybody does call Blabbermouth the TMZ of metal, right? <laughs> no, they, they call. Yeah, okay, even my. I will admit, even I sensationalize the headline. Oh, okay. okay. Here's, here's my headline: Paul Bostaff is quote getting a little tired of hearing Dave Lombardo complain a, about Slayer. It's a quote. What's wrong with that? I don't see a problem with that. I do see how you exaggerate some things. Not this one. I think. This okay, is I didn't exaggerate. One hundred percent correct. Which was the quote? Was the entire end of the sentence the quote, or does the quote stop somewhere? The quote was just getting a little tired. Yeah. See. And then he cut it off. I'm hearing and, Dave and, Lombardo. And, yeah. Well, because he wrote. Uh, I think so it's you one of those may- things where I get where he's coming from. Man, there's two sides to every story, and I'm getting a little tired of hearing his. 
I think you made it less controversial, I think to be honest really with you. I think really the implication isn't that he's tired of hearing Dave Lombardo talk. I think he's tired of hearing everyone he talks to be like, hey, this is what Dave Lombardo said. That No, but see, from that quote we're talking about now, I think what he was saying is, shut the fuck up, Dave, already. Give me a break. You're out of fucking Slayer. Keep your mouth shut. Which is, I mean, yeah. why Why does Dave, like, he doesn't have to answer any question about Slayer. That's fine. But when a guy goes, you know, what's your involvement with Slayer? And he says, oh, I wrote all the fucking drums parts that this other guy's playing now. That's a fucking. Well, I don't think it was like that. It was like, oh, did you write anything for the new record? Yes, in fact, I had I wrote all the things. I just like shut up. Don't say he's that. Being let on. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Ultimately, I feel like Dave Lombardo was a little too free with his like Slayer shit talk. The amazing right. thing like, to it, me. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no go ahead. but ultimately, I, I, I think it's, it's both it, like Dave Lombardo just to be like, look, I don't want to like it's just personal. You know, it's not anything I want to uh, talk about in yeah, public. It's like private babies. rather, not personal. But yeah, the baby's crying like Steve. Harvey. And also, I feel like it, it, it kind of ruined uh, the public perception of Dave Lombardo a bit because what does that matter now though he's it's this is Slayer in 2014 this so is what Slayer's when, one of the biggest bands in the All right but when the book when when Slayer is no longer a thing and the book is written on this whole the, their entire career this album is going to get a fucking sentence. And nowhere in <laughs> yes, that sentence but, but, is this drummer controversy even going to be mentioned. It doesn't matter. Slayer's relevancy is done. It, so the, the relevancy of who drummed does not exist. If this if we were talking about Rain and Blood or Seasons in the Abyss, fine, it would matter because those albums matter. Yeah. Now Slayer is just a legacy act. So who gives a fuck one way not, or the other? I not agree with you That's more. That's it. I, it's uh, two uh, old guys with egos uh, arguing over something yeah. only they care yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 100%. What, what it means to pull Boston people, he's blowing us. All he wants to do is just. Well, leave. for me, I'm like, oh, no, it's great. Keep, uh, <laughs> keep shit talking to each other because people get riled up about it. People will get into flame wars about who's like, oh, Dave Lombardo can't shut the fuck up. And then you're like, and then someone else is like, you shut up. That's Dave Lombardo, the greatest metal drummer. Yeah. <laughs> uh. El Duderino said that uh, Jose Magan is tired of you calling him a piece of shit. What? Is that true? <laughs> Quote, unquote. <laughs> Robert Pasbani says Jose Magan is, quote, unquote, a piece Come of shit. Come on, Blabbermouth. Get on that. <laughs> no. You've been sleeping on that he is not. He's not a piece of shit. He's a wonderful person. <laughs> this is the last time you saw him. Uh, well, I was going to see him last week because I went up to... Uh, Sirius XM to do their live show, but he was on vacation in Puerto Rico. I think he's, is, he's avoiding it. He's a, a wonderful person. Shit. Quote, he, unquote. He planned that vacation to not be in the office. I think so, there, too. So but it was really fun to be back up there. Did he bring you tacos? No, he wasn't there. Oh, he was I in Puerto said, Rico. I, any, I misheard like, that. Week old tacos he was eating some voodoo chili. His office. <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to bring that up every time? <laughs> It's a very good Jose Mangan impression. Thank there. you very much. It's <laughs> <laughs> like French. Coming up next on a serious XM radio. <laughs> the Puerto Rico National Anthem. <laughs> I used to love working with a robber, but now he fire. He no work here no more. He called me a piece of chick. He called me a piece of mierda. Why doesn't that guy get a show on Sirius? <laughs> There's got to be some channel. Their budgets like, are cut. Sick people. 
I don't want to work in the same place as a cousin Brucey. It could be the channel that, like, anytime you're about to smoke and you want to remind yourself why smoking is bad, you listen, you put that station on, you hear his voice, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, Joe, stupid. We don't play music. We just yell at stupid people smoking a cigarette. He just reads the dictionary <laughs> on a loop. <laughs> just seeing the voices going. Day 62, letter K. Because, that's what you're going to use if you smoke. Because you're going to get a K, cancer. Rob, I think this is your ticket back into the good graces of series. You pitch this idea. <laughs> Not only are they going to give you this channel, you're going to run that shit. Oh, my on to me. Get nowhere to produce. <laughs> you can bring us in to write. What do we need him for? I'll just do the cancer voice guy. <laughs> Come on. We can't, can Rob, Rob at least knows people there. I guess we could have Noah for that. <laughs> I keep the pieces of my throat they remove in little Jägermeister shot glasses. <laughs> Jeffrey Hanneman, R.I.P. Yeah. Him too. He died from a voodoo chili <laughs> and a spider bite. Do we know yet exactly what he died from? Yeah, <laughs> from... Uh... Uh, well, Spider he died from, from no it aggravated his liver issues. Yeah, right? that's what happened. Yeah, liver issues. It really drinking is what killed him. Right, but the, but I that. thought the spider bite like made it worse, and he got a liver yeah, disease. Yeah, Well, he already had it, but then it it accelerated what he had. I'll tell you right now, Paul Bostaff is a little tired of hearing about yes. the spider bite. Quote unquote. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> let's, be, let's be respectful. Who who was I disrespecting there? I'm not even sure. So the spider was sort of a little way, in a way, uh, like an arachnid Randy Bly because it gave a push to his liver disease. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Randy Bly's been acquitted of any wrongdoing. Why? Why do bloggers talk about the Randy Bly? <laughs> yeah, Randy Bly is another one. He doesn't have it. He has regular friends. They don't know what it's like to be accused of murder. Why <laughs> did he talk to about that? I don't know why they mentioned the Bly. Perhaps he'll die. <laughs> he can only hang out with Snoop Dogg. That's the only oh. other musician he knows that's been accused of murder. <laughs> murder was the case that they gave that's Randy. Right. Exactly. <sighs> <laughs> Listen, well, I'm getting very tired of hearing about Randy Bly. Quote unquote. <laughs> quote unquote. All right, let's move on to something else. This amazing slow jam. <laughs> Of oh, Danzig's yeah. mother, which is so well done. Yeah. Still like our version better, but this is good. Slowed it down, baby. This is like Quiet Storm. Mother, tell your children not to walk my way. Tell your children not to hear my words. What they mean, what they say, mother. Such a great song. I want to know how do they slow it down without changing his pitch. Oh, you can adjust that when you uh, in Pro Tools. You definitely can. Yeah, I know. I know. Obviously, it's possible. I just want to know yeah. how. Uh, they just have to have his isolated vocals. They fucked it up. Uh, gotta lift some bricks tonight. 
you think Mama Rabba would be into this version? <laughs> I want them to do this this version with the parody that we did. The song is 26 years old. That's yeah, great. That's, I know. It's older than most of our listeners. Yep. Even that third Danzig album, which was like came out way after the first two, is now like 20 years old. What is that? 92, right? Danzig three. Pops never heard that album. He doesn't even know that there is a third Danzig album. That's my favorite Stop Danzig it. album, honestly. That's like the most underrated. Rob, what's the cover of that album? I don't know. <laughs> what's it called? What's it called? There's a name to it. No, oh, I can't pronounce it. it. Yeah. No, what? How the Gods Kill. Oh, I was, you know what? I you was can't th- pronounce that? I was thinking of, uh, no, I wasn't. I, I was thinking of Danzig 2. Lucifuge. Oh. Is that it? You pronounced that? it. That's right. Uh, 92 Danzig 3 came out. Memory's good for something. Here, we gotta read this from the chat here. Mother, can I buy a fresh step tonight? <laughs> That's a good one. I was gonna make a cat food joke. I got distracted. Good job. Very nice. Uh, <laughs> by the way, do you know what the name of the song was? Well, to the familiar <laughs> strains of the Voodoo Chili theme song. No, Mike, today that was Mother. That wasn't uh, Voodoo Chili. Mo there, I believe it's pronounced. <laughs> the familiar <laughs> Strange. Strange. of the theme song to Mo There. Mo There. He's telling his landscaper where to take <laughs> Mo Mo There. Mo There, not here. The grass is too tall over there. <laughs> <laughs> and then move the bricks out of my driveway. I'm getting very tired of hearing about the Voodoo Chili. <laughs> Burn that MP3. Please, MP3. <laughs> right. Well, I think we're uh, we did it, guys. We did it again. Ow! <laughs> Next week, hint? Noah will be back, and our friend Lonnie will be sitting in. Oh, oh I didn't know that's that right. was confirmed. Yep. Oh, that's excellent. That's great. Should be fun. How Jeez. long has it been since we've had Lonnie on? I feel like uh, I really. It's been a while. Yeah. He never. When we did the show in Williamsburg, he never came. I don't think so. It was back before then. Quite See a long Rob time ago. See, Rob knows about snorting cum. Whoa. Drum. There it is. See, Rob knows about snorting cum. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know what that's referring to. So it was, oh, he doesn't have a cold. It's not snot that's running out of that nose. Oh, stop oh, it. I get it. How dare you. Remember <coughs> earlier in the show when Rob was just sitting around shirtless? That was weird. <laughs> All right. We're Seems gonna... like forever ago. Yeah. Should I take my shirt off again, guys? No, it's really cool. As you now. walk out of here, just leave the building shirtless. Make everyone confused. <laughs> we uh, we got to get going. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Darren, know you have a song to play us out? Yes, I do. A song that was mentioned in the program slightly earlier. All right, then. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode of the live cast. Thank you for listening. Pumping on my chest and I'm screaming. I stop breathing. Damn, I see demons. Suck up. God, I wonder, can you save me? I can't die. My boo-boo's about to have my baby. I think it's too late for praying. Hold up. Her voice spoke to me and it slowly started saying.
Strains of the Voodoo Chili theme song, Hollywood. 